This is exactly right. It's a miniature. You know this little thing. Yeah. Um, and we're actually recording it for the fan cult video style. What's up, fan cult? Fan cult with the visual yeah. uh, play. What's the thing? Aspect. Like the extra thing they give you and what'd you say? Bonus aspect. Uh, it's a bonus aspect for sure. <laughs> it's a, so I have a makeup on, which is a rarity these days. Yeah. We really got ready. Although I was going to say just for the bonus sorry just for the fan cold uh-huh. um i have not dyed my roots in a while so i do have like a poly walnuts kind of look <laughs> that only the fan cult gets to see where like my great like inside my the studio type of thing yes <laughs> you mean because james lipton's here exactly the dead body of james lipton only for the fan cult that's right you're well you're welcome Question mark. Um, All right. Why don't you go first just to change it up okay. this week? Sounds great. I played Go Fish with a murderer. Oh. Hey, Karen and Georgia. My friends have been asking me to email you my hometown murderer story for some time. And after listening to your podcast, I thought, well, why not? She's I like, mean, well, I mean, seriously, it can't be that bad. Yeah. You consider it for a while, then just do it. That's right. Um, so here's my story. Growing up, I lived in a small town near the top of Texas, about 800 people total. When I was about six, my brother, five, and I were staying the night with my grandparents. Sunday morning, a strange man walked into our church for church service. He told all of us that he was biking across America to raise money for charity. I forgot Mm -hmm. the exact charity. This year, the year is 2000. My grandparents are just the nicest people you'll ever meet. And being those people, they invite him to come to lunch with us at their home. He is just the friendliest person you'll ever meet. So friendly, in fact, that he ends up staying later than planned. My papa invites him uh, to also spend the night in our den, and he can begin his biking journey after breakfast the next morning. Kindness to strangers, you know. You can just feel the the this is a bad idea building. And it I, gets worse. I bet. Can you believe it? <laughs> he ends up playing cards with all of us. I remember him losing our game of Go Fish. He even picked up my little brother and spun him around like an airplane. We didn't expect anything as he didn't give us any inclination of what was to come. Now, let's set the scene of where this man stayed while all of us were sleeping. My grandparents' den. The den is where my papa kept his huge collection of knives and guns. Oh, while they were all in cases, some of those cases remained unlocked because the children were over, right? And maybe they're going right. to need to... Just to kind of have an open vibe right. of like, you, what's ours is yours. Yeah, you know, open concept living space. Now this is open concept <laughs> gun and knife cabinet space. Gun cases, yeah. It's the new HGTV craze. Okay. Um, Remained unlocked. In the morning, Scott began his bike journey. It was only after some time that we learned that the man who had stayed with us was Scott Eisenberg, Eisenberg, and he had gone on a murder spree in Oklahoma less than a week after staying with us and less than a oh. hundred miles away. Oh, shit. Since I was young, I don't remember much of the process the police went through to catch him. My mom and grandma later told me it was one of the largest manhunts in Oklahoma history. 
In complete honesty, my brain blocks out most of this memory. I have a difficult time remembering his name and have to ask my mom for details anytime a friend wants to hear the story. Maybe it's due to being young when this happened or maybe some repressed trauma. So they didn't they didn't say their name. But so I looked it up um, and this asshole, Scott Eisenberg, he brutally murdered a 76 year old man named AJ Cantrell and his 70 year old wife, Patsy. And oh. then because he had been in their house because he was spying on his ex-girlfriend who lived across the street. So I think they must have come home. He killed them brutally and then went across the street and killed his ex-girlfriend's 16-year-old son and beat um, the grandmother. Oh, my God. And then he went on a 37-day manhunt and, like, he, uh, like, took he, some some nice family, like, l- drove him somewhere not knowing and they ended up pulling a gun on him and shooting him. So he got Wait, caught. He- Wait, he they did? They, they pulled, they the, gun pulled the gun him. on him. Yeah. Oh my god. And shot him. He took off. And so finally the police caught up with him. 37 day manhunt. How fucking terrifying. It's horrifying. Also, it's horrifying that it's grandparent age people that he did that to. Exactly. I know. I and mean a it's child. It is. It's a sixteen year old yes. child. It's yeah, brutal. So he's still in prison. I think he's on death row. Wow. Yeah. That's the end. That's it. She didn't even say oh. her name. She's just like, I think I might be traumatized, but and then just got up and ran away. She's like, <laughs> all it says is z- 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 just a bunch of Z's for three pages. But I, hey, look, if that is the case, so be it. And that's fine oh. because that is. I mean, that's really scary. It's, so it's like scary. And to think about it's how horrible. close call. Like, no wonder she didn't put a ton of details in. It's like the close call that you had is. I mean, no, that's bone chilling. Yeah. I'm so happy that it turned out fine. I mean, that your parents, it was great. Your grandparents, grandparents. that your grandparents' generosity was not, and that the room full of guns and knives, (laughs) that none of that even was a part of the story. I'm very grateful. I thought it was going to go differently. Yeah. Um, Okay. This uh, just says hometown story. I grew up in a pretty rural area where driving your four wheeler to the store was a common thing and kids rode tractors for fun. My great uncle gave me the creeps as a child. He was an alcoholic, not the first alcoholic I encountered, but definitely the one, the only one to make me nervous. I couldn't put my finger on it, but my six year old gut told me to stay away. He would offer me a dollar if I would shake his hand, which I would politely decline over and over until I found the courage to slowly walk over, snatch the dollar and run like hell. Yes. When I was eight, he developed cancer, could no longer take care of his puppy and asked if I wanted her. I love this dog more than anything. So I obviously said yes. She was my absolute best friend and lived to be 20. Oh, rewind 15 years to when my dad was a teenager. My great uncle, his uncle showed up at my dad's house with his dog. He was drunk and offered my dad his dog for the price of 10 cents. Growing up in a rural area, the more dogs, the merrier. So my dad ran, found a dime, gave it to his uncle and then gave the who then gave the dog a pat on the head, said goodbye and left. The next morning, the police called asking for my dad, questioning him about his uncle and the dog. After selling my dad his dog, he went home, waited for his wife to come home. And when she walked in the door, he shot her in the face, (gasps) killing her and then went about his evening as if nothing happened. Oh, my God. They lived in a trailer park. So a gunshot is easily heard. The police were called and he was arrested. 
After my dog passed, my parents decided to tell me this history of abuse, alcoholism, and depression my uncle had, and the too few years he spent in jail for that murder. Wow. It made me so much. It made so much sense why six-year-old me got the creeps from this man, but still confuses me to this day why my family welcomed him back into their lives so lovingly. Hmm. SSDGM, and if a murderer offers you their dog, you should probably take it, Marie. It's just so. It is so. I would question my parents that let this murderer, convicted murderer, around children, you know, and I don't know if they were ever alone with him. But either way, it's like like predator, you know, it doesn't sound like they were alone, though. I I mean, like, but also that's that kind of thing of like family systems and what people are used to. If it already happened in their family or if that was a thing. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like the water level must have been at a thing where Mm -hmm. guns and abuse, maybe. I don't know. Well, I think like you and I don't have this problem, but in a lot of families, it's so interesting to me, like what is off limits to talk about and even acknowledge just like there's no talk about periods. There's no talk about sex. There's no talk about your murderer uncle. You know, like we don't talk about that. Yeah, Yeah. you just well, yes, that very true. Like it could have been the healthiest family in the world, but they were just like, he's going to he's here. We don't want him to be here. It's the so and so's birthday. Mm -hmm. So just let the kids do what they want. And, you know, who knows? Because as a six year old, they don't know that maybe every eye at the party was on that uncle every time. I mean, who knows? We can't assume the worst. All right. This just is hometown. Um, but this is a grandpa and a fire story. So a two and one. Nice. Uh, hometown story. I heard an episode where Georgia talked about someone lighting their kitchen on fire and decided I should send in the time my grandfather almost killed my sister and me. Mm. When I was about eight years old, my sister and I, she was six, went to our grandparents' house. This is another grandparents' house story. For a week during the summer. My grandparents lived in Wichita Falls, Texas. Another grandparent Texas story. I don't even I realize love it. I picked these. I don't mind it. I bet you that it's the majority of our inbox now. We've, we've asked for it so many times. Um, which is about four hours away from where my parents lived. One afternoon, my Nana was at work. So it was my grandpa's job to make us some lunch. My grandpa decided to fry up some French fries on the stove in a cast iron pan full of oil. Mm-mm. He mm. He was an old truck driver who was never home. So this was out of the ordinary. I guess while he was getting everything ready, he realized he didn't have any bread for sandwiches. So he left us home alone to run the store. (gasps) They're eight and six. And there's a fryer of hot oil on the stove. This is this is going where (laughs) you think it's going. (laughs) You've seen this PSA. Bugs Bunny walks in and points to the stove and is like, stay away from this. Horrifying. I was laying upside down on the side of the couch in the living room watching the only kids movie they had, the Goofy movie. When I saw smoke covering the ceiling, I walked into the kitchen. I love the visual of her lying on the side of the couch, upside down on the side of the couch, which is like something you can only do as a kid because the back Mm -hmm. pain now would be horrendous. (laughs) And when I saw smoke covering the ceiling, I walked to the kitchen and the entire kitchen stove and wall was engulfed in flames. Have you ever done that? Like engulfed in flames is the scariest thing to walk into. You've done that. It's the scariest three words uh, in the English language. That's right. (laughs) Um, I realized I needed to call 911, but I didn't know my grandparents' address, so I panicked and called my parents, who were four hours away. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. By the time I finished scaring the shit out of my mother, my grandpa came running in through the back door that was located in the kitchen. He began screaming at us to go out the front door. My grandparents lived in an old house where the front door would constantly get stuck so no one would ever use it. So there my sister and I were trying with all of our tiny kid strength to open the front door that never opened. Oh, shit. I don't remember how exactly we got out, but my grandpa was rushed to the hospital with burns all up his arms from grabbing the cast iron of oil that he left on the stove and throwing it outside. No. Because you can't put it out with water, right? Oil. No. So. No. Uh, it makes it worse. Oh, my God. He would have needed a bag of flour. But if we're using the phrase engulfed in flames, which we are, uh, then I think that's when you get out of the house. And right. The fire department has to do it right. for you. It's not worth saving if you're going to get. You're just going to fuck it up. A grease yeah. fire. Get away. Yeah. And I mean, your dad taught you that. Probably. I should call, I should call Jim right now and just get the confirmation on <laughs> <laughs> what exactly the the protocol is. But I mean, grease fires, you have to um, throw flour, soda? dirt, baking sodas. Is it baking soda? There's some things that you have to make sure it's not something that's going to react, but it has to like douse it entirely and water makes it worse. Okay, let's- the thing, though, is if, if fire is on a wall. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. You have to get out. Because it's not you throwing the grease out isn't going to put the wall fire out, you know? Yeah. You've, you're going to start one problem, which is what happened to the grandpa. Yeah. He got grease on himself. Ooh. Hot, burning <gasps> hot grease. I mean, uh, it's horrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, luckily, the only the, only the kitchen was completely torched and not the rest of the house. Oh, good. Apparently, my grandpa had gone to two different gas stations looking for a loaf of bread to feed us because truck drivers love gas stations, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Stay sexy and don't leave oil on the stove, Brittany Nicole. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. And my that- third story is a grandpa story, too. What the <laughs> fuck did I do this week? Do you miss your grandparents? Aww. Is it one of those? Oh, yeah. a little. We all need a little homey grandparent vibe. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, I remember my friend who's Bradford, who's a very good cook mm-hmm. and now works, works at exactly right. Mm-hmm. Teaching me. I was like, just teach me some basics. Just make it so that I could make myself a casual dinner if yeah. I felt like it. So he was teaching me how to make some recipe he makes all the time. And he was like, so, you know, here's a pan and we're going to throw this butter in it and whatever. And then and we were kind of standing there talking. And then I just walked away and went and do something. He was like, <laughs> Karen. You can't walk away. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, if you're doing this by yourself, you can't leave the area. Yeah. And I was like, really? That's like, step one of cooking. He's like, you have to cook. You have to stand there and do it. And not like, get, I mean, because that is me completely or just kind of get distracted. Like, wait, did I write in my journal this morning? <laughs> oh, I thought it was something to put on my to do list. Let me yeah. do that. No, I don't yeah. get that. I just okay. get so stressed out by the uh, the sound of sizzling. That's like one of the things that like, like makes me stress. So yeah, I'm just like, I hover when I cook. So I'm the complete opposite thing where I can't walk away. (laughs) You can't walk away. I get so stressed out and scared. You need to do much more boiling. (laughs) Okay. But have you ever boiled water and then forgot about it and boiled it? out and then your pot's Ugh. hot. I've done that for sure. When you're like, entire boiled eggs and then you leave for three hours. <laughs> There's so many. It's like if you're engaging the oven and this is, yeah. you know, we're pretending to say it to other people, but this is <laughs> truly for myself. Yeah. Like if you're near the oven and using it, uh-huh. that's all you're doing yeah. for the for block out two hours yeah. and just be like, this is the only thing I'm allowed to do. Set a timer for every 10 minutes. So in case you've walked away <laughs> and an alarm's like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, 
You're like, what am I doing? Siri. Again? You're just wandering in the yard. Hey, Siri. Let's see. Hi, all. After having listened to you guys for years, seeing you live twice, uh Mm. and wanting to share some sort of story with you, I finally decided to steal one for my mom because she had a far more interesting life than I imagine I ever will. (laughs) So in honor of the late Joanne, here we go. Joanne, pour one out for Joanne and all Joannes. Um, My mom was a beautiful person inside and out. She was a tiny thing, but also someone you would well be advised to not fuck with. Being the young knockout that she was in the toxic masculinity playground of the 70s, she had plenty of stories to share about men who are not on their best behavior. One of my favorites is when she was leaving the grocery store while largely pregnant with my brother. This would have been in 1975 when she was 27 years old, quite petite and all belly. As she made her way to her bright yellow Mustang, a man whistled to get her attention. Turning around, she saw him sitting in his truck with the door open, turned to face her and masturbating vigorously. She said she was certain that when he saw her from behind approaching that Mustang, he didn't expect the pregnant belly when she turned, but he was now fully committed to his disgusting endeavor. Oh, my God. Being the ever badass that she was and used used to creepy 70s dudes, she pointed at him and began to laugh hysterically. Mm -hmm. It certainly wasn't the reaction he was going for and overcome with what I can only assume was all-consuming shame and embarrassment, he slammed his truck door and took off. She loaded her groceries and carried on about her day, irritated, but I'm sure consoled by the fact that she had at least managed to somewhat emasculate him. When she told me this story, she always said that shock is what someone like that is going for. And then if I ever found myself in a similar situation to not give it to them, Mm. laughing at them, she said, was my best option. Fortunately, I've never had to find out firsthand. My mom has been gone for many years now after a battle with brain cancer. Mm. Mm. But I still love retelling some of her amazing stories and only wish I was half as fucking cool as she was. Maybe I'll write in again with the tale of how she kicked out a couple who'd been staying in her apartment after they shot a hole in her TV, only to have the FBI come looking for them after. <laughs> stay, stay, stay sexy and don't be afraid to shame public masturbators. Lindsay. Aww. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you for sharing a story about your I mother. I love that that's a... That's a piece of advice you have to give people. I you know, know. What? here's the thing. Don't be afraid. If someone's jerking off at you in the in the grocery store parking lot, it's your right yeah. to laugh at them. That's right. Like, shame. Throw shame at them. Ring ring the shame bell. That's right. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Um. Okay, this my last one's called Treasure After My Grandpa's Death. Mm. And it just starts, hey, hey. <laughs> My grandpa Perry was born in 1920. He served in the army during World War II as a cook and then later in life helped build rockets at Rocket Dine in L.A. Wow. Um, he and my dad built a house uh, in the 1960s on some land in Lancaster, California. The house was small, but it had five acres of desert around it. It reminds me of the Perry Mason show. Oh, yeah. Um, where he lived out there. He uh, lived at that ranch. Yeah. He used some of the land to grow fruit trees, have a garden, a large barn slash garage, and a dune buggy track in the back. 
Cool. Cool. Side note, he'd love to take anyone out for a ride on the, in the dune buggy right up until the end. The rest of the property was just open land. My grandpa passed away just a month shy of his 90th birthday in March 2010. My dad had hid from us that he had been sick, thinking it was nothing and not wanting to worry us. So it came as a huge shock to me and my four siblings when we were called. I will never forget that day, standing in my second grade classroom, waiting for the day to start. So she was the teacher, not the second grader, by the way. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, After his death, my dad went to help clean out the barn and get rid of the things my grandma didn't want anymore so she could move to my parents' house in Washington. This is where it gets interesting. Since my grandpa grew up in the Depression, he didn't trust banks. (laughs) Oh. Uh He actually didn't get a bank account until he married my grandma in 1980. My dad wanted to start with the barn since it was just full to the brim with things. A little while after starting, he grabbed a mason jar that looked like it had just uh, that looked like it just had baggies folded up inside. Curious to know what was in the bags, he opened the jar and found bags with tightly rolled bills inside. Never throw anything away without inspecting it, no matter what. Open every bag, shake out every book. I once um, was at a state sale. You could tell it was like a really old old person and i got one of those like samsonite um like vintage samsonite beauty traveling cases and it was mm-hmm. full of old like aspirin bottles and bandage like old stuff so i was excited to go through it and in the very back was a 20 dollar bill from like the <gasps> 60s and then like a traveler's check worth like 20 bucks but they were oh. both like from the 60s it was really i still i put them right back That's- in there and like put it away Oh, that's treasure. Yeah, it's treasure. Mm -hmm. Um, So never fucking throw it anyway. (laughs) Be a hoarder. So tightly rolled bills inside. He walked in the house to my grandma and told her what he found. And she was shocked. This happened day after day as he was extra carefully cleaning things out. I'm sure now ones, twos, fives, tens, twenties, fives and hundreds were found. (laughs) Jesus. The pile of money on the kitchen table was growing very rapidly when all was carefully searched through in between book pages and toolboxes, really anywhere and everywhere organized and cleaned out. The total amount of money that he had hidden was just over $19,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. Almost oh, my God. 20 grand he had been sneaking out. <laughs> just squirreling it away every time he went out there. And oh, like, my God. Not telling anyone to look carefully through shit when you when he died yeah just tell one person you tell your wife tell your wife someone you trust absolutely then it says holy moly i i love the thought that he wanted my grandma to be taken care of and would stash away whatever extra cash she had on hand he was the kindest sweetest man and would have done anything for my grandma I wish my grandpa knew just how much I wanted to call him and tell him I was expecting our first finding out just a month after he passed Mm. Anywho, thank you for taking the time to read my story. Thanks for all you do. SSDGM K. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Grand. But you know, just it, it's always hard to lose parent to grandparent, but living to 90 is a ripe old age. Yep. I mean, that is a nice life. That's a great, totally. that's a great life. And it's always nice when a nice old person lives that old because it's always the, you know, the mean curmudgeon ones that live to be 100. <laughs> and you're like, why couldn't have my grandma live to be 100? She was fucking nice. Grandma Molly, you know. <laughs> Well, it's harder to be nice as you get older because all your pains and your arthritis and you're sick of people and you don't understand how computers work and kids these days. It's this long, like, you know how like a lot of us feel about TikTok. That's how the entire world feels to old people. (laughs) 
<laughs> where you're just like, what is it? Yeah. I don't. How did you even make that? Yeah. Okay. This is the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So many good ones this time. All right. I'll do this one. <laughs> Starts. What the fuck is up, guys? <laughs> So when I was roughly nine years old, a group of around six kids, including my younger brother and myself, would just wander the city and look for trouble. Yeah, you would. Uh, right? At one point, we even hid in my dad's van and threw balls of mud and <laughs> wrapped in paper towels at moving cars in hopes they'd stop at our makeshift car wash we had set up. Oh, my God. That is whoever thought whatever child thought of that was a genius, a marketing <laughs> genius. <laughs> Create a problem uh, and then create a solution for it. And then create that solution and fill that niche in your neighborhood. Okay. Oh, but wait, there's more. But after about three mud balls, it became more about throwing mud balls versus actually washing cars. Yeah. One un- unlucky man had his window t- down, which led to a mud ball I had thrown, blasting him right in the face oh. all over his white shirt. Let's just assume he was not pleased. He was not pleased. Uh-uh. You're lucky you didn't get your ass beat. That's right. On one particular day, we were playing in the alley when I decided I needed more attention. And then in parentheses, I'm obviously a middle child. So I contrived a plan. I brilliantly decided I would convince my friends that I was being kidnapped. Oh, my God. (laughs) Children are insane people. This is my favorite, though. This is... This is that kind of thing. Like, this is the way my mind worked as a child because we were alone. We were left alone yeah. a lot or in groups. Yeah. And it would just be that thing of like, this isn't, you know, like watching Spider-Man yeah. and eating pretzels is not enough for me. Yeah. I want more. I need to be engaged with. I'm a I'm a young, fertile mind I and I crave, need to pretend I'm being kidnapped. I crave adventure and being kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I ran into one of the nearby breezeways when nobody was looking and began to yell for help. Oh, my God. Since all of the kids were around my age, it didn't take much convincing. As they'd run over toward me, I'd make it seem as if I was being pulled away and yell for help even louder. (laughs) What a little shit. What a fucking genius. Mm. I give them a glimpse of my face around the corner of a building with my hands grappling along the sides of the wall and then pretend to be ripped away. I love this person. Genius actor. My plan was working. All eyes were on me. Finally, I had the genius idea to hide in an abandoned garage and wait for them to find me, but they didn't. Mm. After a while, I noticed that I couldn't hear them anymore, so I walked around the block looking for them, but I couldn't find them anywhere. After about 15 minutes of looking, I decided it'd be best to go home and wait, ready to laugh in their faces about how well I'd tricked them. When I got home, I was greeted by all of my friends and my brother crying in my living room. <laughs> I mean, that's good acting. Yeah. If only James Lipton was here. I was just going to say, let's get this kid inside the actor's studio. <laughs> this. Okay. <laughs> telling, um, crying in the living room, telling my parents I had been kidnapped. My parents were pacing the living room in a panic, just about to walk out the front door to look for me themselves when I walked in. Needless to say, their fear quickly switched to anger, and I was not allowed to go back outside that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up in a dangerous city plagued with violent crimes. So as an adult, I can see how this could have been believable for even my parents. I can't imagine how terrifying it must have been for them in those moments that I was, quote unquote, missing. For a split second, they had to live with the reality that they might never see me again. To this day, I still shamefully laugh every time I think about it and pray my future children aren't as big of an asshole as I used to be. 
Stay sexy and just know that if you stage your own kidnapping, you won't be allowed back outside for the rest of the day. Sam from Reading, Pennsylvania. P.S. I, too, have an older sister who used to smash me up with a brush and would threaten to kill me if in my sleep if I didn't stop playing with her toys. I fully relate to Karen's battles with Laura about trying to wear her clothes. Us younger sisters got to stick together. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, Amazing no job, Sam. Oh, Sam. Sam, I, Sam yep. from Reading. Sam. Yeah. The thing I think about the most of that is um, that the parents were like, you have to stay home the rest of the day, but we need you to leave. Uh, like, we, you don't get grounded for a week because then you're stuck at home with us for a week. And we just can't <laughs> deal with that. And the shit you come up with and the ways you need attention, right. you have to get out of you here. You need yeah. to go out. It's for our own sanity. I mean... I just wish I'd been in that group of kids. Like, remember when you were little and then stuff would happen, yeah. like things would happen that would change. It was just like you're playing, playing and then a, a scary thing or a weird thing or yeah. whatever. And you'd be like, as a group this of is children, thing we have to do. Like, oh, my God. And that would actually have been really fucked up and scary. Yeah. That idea of, like, <laughs> I can't remember doing that. A child slowly being pulled around a corner. Yeah. Of all four corners of a building. God. <laughs> just in a circle. The kidnapper is just going in a circle and in a circle. Where is over he here, Over here. Over <laughs> here. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, well, that was a great batch. That was. I mean, send good your stuff. stories to my favorite murder at Gmail. We want to hear them. And any and all topics are welcome and wanted and will be wet. Will be given wet. the attention a middle child deserves. <laughs> That's right. Finally. <laughs> finally, you get the attention. Finally, you'll be you'll be the uh, the rare um, cherished middle child That's at right. this podcast. Right. Imagine. Yeah. Elsa says stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs>